the house for every Arizona homeowner's best friend. That's our goal. That's our objective. So go ahead. If you haven't already done it, shake off the night. The day is dawn. Comb your hair, brush your teeth, get that next cup of coffee, and strap on your tool belt. We got a lot to get done this hour. And that's whatever you want to get done at your house, home, castle, or cabin. one 767 4348 We'll put you right in touch with us here live in the studio. If you have a question about your house, home, castle, or cabin, don't hesitate to jump on the phone and give us a ring because you asking the question live on air will not only give you the answer you're looking for, but you, by taking the initiative to make the call, will help educate everyone in Arizona that's listening. If you've got the question, chances are there are many other listeners that have that exact same question. And I have a question. Can I start the show with a question? Go for it. Veterans Day edition of Rosie on the House. Uh, My dad was a veteran, served in the Navy. Apparently, the records for the United States Navy were kept in a warehouse in St. Louis that burned to the ground. And this goes back a couple decades. But if any of you Navy veterans have any way of helping me get the records for my dad, I would just love to find out how to do that. Surely, there's got to be a copy of that somewhere. I know he entered the Navy illegally, too young. <laughs> I know, he got on a he got on a train in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and took it to San Diego, and uh, ended up on a ship to the uh, Asian theater. And while he was crossing the globe on his ship. The war ended, and so he was part of the occupying forces of Japan. And there's actually pictures of him and his older brother, who was in the Air Force, who just happened to be in Japan at the same time. I would just love to find where I would have to go, the Naval Auxiliary, whatever, wherever I would have to go to try and find that information. If you're a Navy veteran and you can help me, I would love for you to reach out to us and kind of give me some direction. Now, we've got Glenn, who's already called in with a question about his house. Let's see if we can get to Glenn. And if you've got a question, we do have open lines at one 767 Good morning, Glenn. Welcome to Rosie on the House. Good morning. Happy Veterans Day and all the veterans out there. Yes, absolutely. Um, I got a question. Yeah, my question is about my uh, getting a new air conditioner. Okay. Uh, my family has uh, bad allergies, so I had two companies come out and they gave me two different options. Okay. Uh, one was um, one company wanted to put a four-inch filter. Okay. In both of my uh, ducts, and the same cost would it cost about the same. They switch it out twice a year. Right. And it would cost about the same as the one-inch filters that I change out once a month. Okay. And then another company. Uh, said something about a UV light right. in the air ducts. Okay. So I was wondering 
what's the best or actually which one would actually work? What a, what a great question, Glenn. So there's a lot to consider here. You mentioned specifically you have a family that suffers with allergies. So we're highly concerned about the indoor air quality. Now, I was talking about my dad earlier. My dad was an allergist. So he was pretty savvy on um, talking about pollen and air quality and stuff like that. The one thing you need to realize that my dad always said is you can make your house as tight as possible. You can make the inside of your house sterile. But if you're highly allergic and you walk out the front door to your car, you're immediately exposed. So I would tell you that unless you're dealing with some highly critical uh, sensitive medical issues, don't go overboard because if that person that's allergy sensitive spends any time outside at all, they're going to be exposed to it. Then they can come inside, they can sign your rents, and they can sleep in indoor air quality and sleep better. Here's, I like what both those air conditioning contractors recommended. At my house, I, Glenn, I have both of them. I have a four-inch paper pleated filter that gets replaced uh, at my house now with all the kids gone and we have no indoor pets and it's only Jennifer and I in the house. We replace that filter once a year and we have the ultraviolet light, but you have to be very careful how that gets installed because you can't have that light exposed to any part of the working parts of your air conditioning system because it will cause premature failure, particularly of electrical components. So the ultraviolet actually will take the viruses out of the air. The filter will take the particulates and the pollen and the dust and the animal dander out of the air. Just make sure you're using and shopping an air conditioning contractor that can be found at Rosie on the House. We have multiple air conditioning contractors. I want to tell you this tip real quick. Depending on the age of your house, if your house was built in the 80s or the 90s or even up until about 2010, I can guarantee dimes to donuts that your air conditioner is too big for your house. And if an air conditioning contractor comes out to your house, he ought to do a manual J calculation to figure out what the BTU load is on your building envelope. We can almost every single time downsize your air conditioner and increase your return air. This is what that's going to do for you. It's going to drop the price of the new air conditioning system. It's going to greatly reduce the cost of protecting your indoor air quality and getting the house to the temperature you want. A little bit smaller air conditioner running longer is much more efficient, much more cost effective, and much more economical than oversized units shutting on and off, on and off, on and off. So I hope that gives you a basic education on air conditioning. I can tell you at our website, rosielnows.com, you can get a consumer's guide that takes you through all of these points in great detail. I would tell you, pull that off of our website, print it out, read it, get familiar with it. This is going to be 
you mentioned that you had two filters, so there's two air conditioners. You're talking about a fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollar investment. Don't take it lightly. It could change not only your indoor air quality, but you could. And we've got tax incentives to do it right now that could help pay for all of this. So you're in a good position right now, Glenn. And I like the advice you got from both the people. I don't know who they were, but if you haven't got a quote from a Rosie certified air conditioning contractor, I would tell you, you need to do that. Whew. I have a question here that came in during the week and I, and I see Corky on the line. I'll get to you right in just a minute. One of the questions we got during the week, and we get questions all week long on the internet machine, and actually got one, actually got three this week, handwritten letters. I love those. Now, that's a mode of communication I recognize. Should frame those. Yeah, yeah really. Um, I got a call, Romy, from a longtime listener that was seeking a solar quote. And he didn't like what he was being told. And I said, you know, I don't like what you're being told either. I'd like to see that proposal. But in the meantime, call Sun Valley Solar and see if they come out. He called back and left about a three-minute voicemail about, I can't believe the difference in what Sun Valley proposed to what this other guy proposed. Couldn't thank me enough for getting someone qualified out to the house to take a look at what he was trying to do. I love calls like that. But I have a question here. Hey, I'm replacing kitchen lights with LED lights. How do I get started? With an electrician or with a lighting shop? I would tell you, look, on our website, Rosie on the House, under lighting, we have a company called Statewide Lighting. They're located out at 92nd Street in Shea, Violinda, uh, San Salvador area. Give them a ring, 480-391-0452. You can shop uh, online. You can give them a call, talk to them. Uh, There's a lot of options. You're going to love making this conversion from the recessed can light to LED lights. You're going to love the way it works. You're going to love how long the bulbs last. You're going to love how cool they are compared to the spotlights. Start with Rosie Approved, Rosie Certified, Statewide Lighting, 480-391. 0452 and we have open lines at 1-888-767-4348 Thank you veterans I hope all of you regular Rosie on the House insiders and listeners are flying old glory as a way of showing your appreciation for those that have served our country and for the gratitude we should all feel for the greatness that this country is. I want to talk a little bit about another letter I got this week, and it's going to take me a couple minutes to answer this question. But the homeowner was concerned who was considering to get a remodeling project. They said, is it normal for a general contractor to use subcontractors? And I I can appreciate the reason for that question because you may feel like a general contractor that comes in and brokers the deal and subcontracts everything might not have the quality of control or the scheduling 
that someone that has all employees doing the work. But in Arizona, you need to know a remodeling contractor, a general contractor, has a very specific license to operate. And that would be my first thing. I would tell you, make sure whoever you're talking to is licensed, bonded, and insured. But my remodeling license to remodel your home does not include the right for me to change the electrical system, the plumbing system, or the air conditioning system. I have to either be licensed in those categories myself, or I have to hire a licensed plumber, electrician, or air conditioning contractor to do those phases of work. And I can tell you at Rosie on the House, after being in the remodeling business for 48 years, we've done it both ways. We did it where we hired everybody virtually. We had the licenses we needed, and we did virtually everything in-house with our own labor. And we've done it the other way, where we use supervisors and superintendents and project managers to supervise subcontractors who we trained on how we wanted things done. And I can tell you, our cost went down, our schedules sped up, and our value to the customers improved as we went to our own trained subcontractors. Subcontractors we've been using, some for 20 and 30 years. So yes, it is normal for general contractors to use subcontractors. In many cases, it's even a legal requirement. Okay, Corky's been on the hold for a little while with a plumbing question. Uh, let's see if we can get him on air. Good morning, Corky. Uh, how you doing, Rosie? Hey, good, good, good. Good morning. How you doing? Good. So here's the problem I have. Two years ago, I purchased granite countertops for the whole house, but the two bathrooms especially, and I let the, uh, you know, the the installer put, uh, included, you know, the undermount sinks and all the three bath, bathrooms. So about a year from now or a year ago, I started getting these odors out of the out of the vents. I mean, out of the drains, all three of them. Um, so I took apart the piping all the way back to the wall, cleaned it all out best I could, um, and all three of them. And then I'd use some baking soda and some vinegar and some other tricks <laughs> I've seen on the Internet. Yeah. But yeah. to say that, we have no windows anywhere near. It's all coming out of those vents. And I'm wondering if the sinks because they're probably just cheapo stuff from, you know, China, has, were not sealed uh, on, on the inside, and it's absorbed some of the stuff and it's making it stink. Well, I tell you what, Corky, I'm, I'm going to reach out with a rosy lifeline to one of my trusted plumbers. We're going to bring Brandon in from Day and Night Plumbing, and uh, he's heard your dilemma. Uh, I've got a couple ideas, but let's see if a more experienced plumber might not have another thing or two for you to try. Brandon, what do you have? What did we interrupt for you this morning? I was I just got home from hiking and uh, <laughs> was going to make some breakfast, but I'm I'm glad you called. I, I always like getting involved. So all right. Um, so really quick, I know you said that the sinks have been in for about a year before they started making that smell. Yes. Okay. And uh, I'm going to assume the plumbing underneath is connected correctly. You know, it's got a P-trap underneath there, stuff like that. Yeah, it's all, all yeah, correct. All right, awesome. 
So the baking soda idea won't really get rid of any buildup or anything like that. What we have been seeing over the years, and I'm not saying this is specifically for yours, but what we have been seeing is that the buildup that is normally going into the drain, the stuff off, you know, dead skin, uh, stuff we're washing off our hands, toothpaste, any of those things that gets into the drain causes a slight amount of buildup. And a long time ago, just like with septic tanks and stuff, you could add some yeast to your septic tank and it would create natural bacteria. That natural bacteria would eat away or those natural like enzymes would kind of eat away at the bacteria. Um, so there's a product on Amazon called BioClean. And that's probably where I would start at your house is using that particular product in those sinks. And the reason why is because it's kind of like a probiotic for the house. Um, it's going to naturally eat away at any buildup there. It's safe for everything. We've gotten to where we use antibacterial soaps, antibacterial this and that, Listerines, all this different stuff, and we're killing all the bacteria that is actually good bacteria, right? Just like for our gut, we got to have some good bacteria in there. It's the same thing for our plumbing. And I know that sounds really weird, but we got to have some good bacteria because it'll eat away at those, those the stuff that causes the buildup. Um, a long time ago, we used to have that, but again, we're killing it all. And that's why we're seeing a lot of those smells inside of sinks, showers, things of that nature, because there's no bacteria left to eat away at that stuff naturally. Jennifer, Jennifer was turned on to BioClean about mm -hmm. 20 years ago. We use it regularly at our house. But the fact that this occurred yes, after everything was replaced, could there be something in the actual plumbing system, Brandon, that would, would, have, would a vent have been changed? Would a drain arm would have been changed? Anything in the actual plumbing? The, uh, well, and... and, and where the first thing he said was that it, it took about a year for the smell to come. So if there was something changed in the plumbing, like there was no P trap or the venting was having a problem from the change from the construction, the smells would have came right away. It wouldn't have taken a year to build up a, a year to, to come around. If that makes sense. Um, obviously if, per, if it persists, call us out, we'll come take a look at it and we'll see what's going on and see if we can find something better than that. Maybe something has shifted inside of the bathrooms if they're back-to-back. -back. Maybe a, a line is cracked inside of a wall for a vent. It could be kind of anything, but right. the biggest okay, thing good. that we're seeing as of late is just that buildup is causing smells. Thanks, Brandon. We appreciate it. Try the BioClean, Corky, and let us know. Pretty inexpensive thing to get a hold of and give it a try. Third segment of our open home hour here, the 10 o'clock hour, and we usually cover a weekly to-do when we remember half the time. I, I might uh, forget here and there, and, you know, even though it's on my sheet in front of me. And our goal with the weekly to-do is take care of some maintenance item around your home castle or cabin. Each week, uh, you know, broken down into sizable, manageable projects, and that way you know, nothing ever builds up. A well-maintained home is you know, a better quality of life, and if... Uh, uh, well, the value of the home is higher. And if you ever had to, you know, move suddenly or sell the home suddenly on a moment's notice, you're going to reap the rewards of your equity instead of having to negotiate how much of the equity is going to get spent on improvements that the home needed so that you can sell it to this buyer who's interested in the home as long as you get all these things up to date and current. So in our weekly to-do, we actually have a digital way you can track those too at rosieonthehouse.com slash app. And you can schedule those reminders. 
uh, for those maintenance projects. Uh, if they're reoccurring, if they're once off, or if they're once every four or five years, you can assign the tasks to it and uh, somebody else in the home, or you can, uh, you know, hire a professional if it's something outside of your physical ability or experience or comfort zone. And this one isn't necessarily a weekly to do that uh, would be mandatory, but we're talking about outdoor fire pits. Some people do have them. Uh, and this is a great example of, you know, if, if you didn't have one, you didn't, you wouldn't need to schedule this to do. But if you do have one, well, there's different type of fire pits and throughout the state of Arizona, uh, different laws on what you can and can't burn. Uh, and some days, and we've even got burn days as well, where you couldn't just put wood into a chimney and light it up. Or could you? Uh, well, it depends. So we do have Maricopa County is apparently, from what I can see, the only one that really has the official no burn days. Tucson has some has a clean air initiative, and they all suggest not burning on smoggy days. But Maricopa County, actually, we get such bad air inversions, there are days that you cannot burn unless you can – this goes to all burning. So like in your home, your fireplace, you cannot – you can burn if you have no other source of heat. But if you have another source of heat and it's a no-burn day, then no, you can't burn them. That does go for outdoor fires as well. So just so you know. And you can look that up on maricopa.gov. They'll keep you posted. It's never a secret. And physically would. You could, if you was a gas fireplace, uh, propane, you can start those fires. There's no restrictions on when you can't burn those. I and believe the, that's right. And the great thing about them is how far they've come in realism. You can actually... Uh, light one, whether it's a backyard gas log set or a fireplace gas log set, you can actually light them. And other than the crackle and the odor, you would not know that it isn't a wood-burning fire. They've done so much in advancing the look of the logs and the flame and the way it filters through the logs and whatnot. So if you're considering that little outdoor gathering area, you got a lot of options. You've got the fire pit, but also on your on your table, if you want to build the table, you've got fire features uh, that you can do, glass, glass bead sets that are lit and light, great gathering points, a little bit of subtle mood-setting light as well. And I'm not sure I should have thought of this during the week, but a lot of times don't think of it till you're in it in real time. I haven't seen this again, but last time y'all came back from a hardware show or, you know, one of the, the new product special show, there was a gas, a portable gas fireplace hooked up to a speaker that as the fire, you know, the, the flame reacts to whatever music is. So as the sounds are coming through, it depends on how big the flame gets. And you know, I'll find that kind of dances Facebook. to the music. It does. We did buy one. Yeah, we did. Uh, but not with the music. We just got the the one that gives the heat. We keep it on the back patio. It's not as warm as like you know a fire pit or wood and all that. But it it does create quite a bit of ambience. And there are nights where it's not even cold enough to burn, so it's kind of a nice light feature. But they are interesting. It gives you that flickering flame look on the patio ceiling, just kind of sets the mood for uh, what what you wish it was. You wish it was, <laughs> you know, four feet of snow drifts on the outside of the uh, pool patio and icicles hanging off the well, back wait, wait, patio. Well, wait, wait, I think you're about the only one probably in the Phoenix area who feels that way. A lot of people are here, Rosie, because they, 
don't like those. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Hey, can um, I throw in something real quick for you? Yes. I got a phone call from a woman in Tucson. Her name was Beverly. And she has a man's name and number I'm, I have for you. And his specialty is finding information about vets. Oh, and I he's need helped that. I've got it. And he's, uh, if you're nice to me, I'll give it to you. Okay. All right. <laughs> so anyway, that was, she was so excited to share that with you. So we'll so, give him a call. what's it worth, Mr. Rosie? Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much for making that call. I was hoping at least one person would call in in my attempt to try and retrieve the naval records of my father from 1945. Um, I, I would just like to, I would like to know the name of the ship he was on. I would like to know the times that he was in. I'd like to know where he was. Uh, it wasn't anything he talked about a lot. He always talked about running into his no-count older brother there. <laughs> they they but, always they always had a friendly rivalry going on. <laughs> so, but he, he was in a different branch, though, wasn't he? He was Air Force, yeah. Clint, yeah, because there was Clint and was then Air Force. Jerry was Jerry was Air Force. Air, I, I, they were he, both Air but Force, but he was European theater, not Asian theater. So yeah, uh, Grandma and Grandpa had three boys Did, in the in the fighting at one time. They were, they were in in uh, active duty at one time. So he took the train from Lake Charles to... San Diego. Okay, so he would have taken the Sunset Limited on the Southern Pacific to probably Los yeah. Angeles and Dude, then picked well, up the train. You're, you're probably, you think your yeah. dad was the engineer? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he was just beginning his uh, career back okay. then. <laughs> oh, a small, small story we can be. On our newsletter this week, we're talking about a couple particular products you might be, might be interested in. Uh, we're giving you an opportunity to win... A rose, but not just any rose. It's a gold rose. These are live roses dipped in 14 karat gold. They're absolutely gorgeous, and you can win one uh, by getting onto our website and our newsletter. The other thing I wanted to share with you all is Romy was talking about something we found at the last hardware show and that dancing flame uh, backyard firebox. Another thing we found were these electrical devices that are just faceplates. You take the faceplate off the receptacle of the, of, the, of the plug in the hall, and you don't even have to screw this next thing on. You just clip it on. No permit required. No electrical experience required. You clip it on, and it contacts the electrical contacts on the device itself and it creates a motion-activated nightlight. So without any electrical experience at all, you can get the snap power receptacle covers, take the existing cover off, snap this in place, and it looks exactly the same. But when you walk by it at night, a little nightlight comes on and lights the path for you. These are great for bathrooms, beside the master bed as you get out of bed to run to the restroom. They've got them for receptacles and as well as switches. The snap power. I found them. A couple guys in Utah had uh, developed them and invented them. I thought, now this is something I think yeah, could could really come in play. And we've, we've been field tr testing them, and they're really quite handy. You swing your feet off the bed, the feet drop to the floor, and just a very soft little light comes on and lights your path around Jennifer's shoes and socks that are left on the floor 
to make my way to the bathroom. And I think we have plates for GFCIs, and those yeah. are a little bit higher. So if you have them in the kitchen and you walk in the kitchen, uh, all of a sudden your countertops Your countertops, yeah. So Snap Power, you can find those at the e-commerce store at Roseville now. You do remember I told you, you had to be nice to me for uh, me to give you that uh-huh. number and that man's name. Yeah, she did say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Are we going to run out to Sun City Grand? Hello. Yes. Miss Bonita? Yes, I'm here. Okay. It is. All right. I have a kitchen faucet. Uh, my home was built in 1998, and nothing within the home has been touched, and there's been no water uh, treatment installed for the piping system. So the faucet in the kitchen leaks when I turn the handle to the cold water side. Uh-huh. And I've removed the handle to see how to remove the cartridge, but I'm not able to figure that out so far. Okay. At this point, I also can only shut the water off by going outside and turning the whole house off because the individual shutoffs are so tight, I wouldn't attempt to use them. Good, good. I'm glad you didn't. So is it better for me to uh, willy-nilly each faucet and try to replace (laughs) it or have a plumber out and have someone with knowledge just clean all this up at once? Is that a contracting term, (laughs) willy-nilly? Willy-nilly, yeah, it is. Um, I think it is. Well, well, I tell you what, Miss Bonita, we know where you are out in the West Valley. We've got your phone number, and you're going to be glad you called because this is what we're going to do. We're going to send Joe out from Thunderbird Plumbing. And I'm going to pay for it. And he's going to give you a lesson on how to replace that cartridge in the kitchen sink if it needs to be replaced or the whole faucet just needs to be replaced. You're going to pay for the material that he has to provide because you'd have to buy that no matter if you were doing it yourself or not. But he's going to give you a tutoring session on how to replace that cartridge so you'll know how to do it forever. And then he can kind of talk you through those valves underneath the sink that won't turn on or off as to what the options are to take care of that. So I'm going to send a tutor out to your house. I'm going to pay for the labor. You'll pay for any material that needs to be used. And you'll then be educated to a point where you can take care of it in the future at any other point it becomes necessary. We appreciate the call. We love taking care of our listeners in that way. We've got your number. We'll put you in touch with Joe, and we'll get this scheduled absolutely as quick as possible. Wrapping up our Veterans Day special edition broadcast of Rosie on Ness with a big, fat, sincere salute to all of you veterans. Heartfelt gratitude for your service. And somebody listening uh, had a grandfather who was in the military at the same time as your dad during World War II, and he just pointed out that um, it would not have been the Air Force that your uncles oh. were in. It would have been oh, okay. the Army Air Corps 
the Air Force wasn't established till 1947 after the war. I stand corrected. I sh- so I technical. Should've... Yes. Little, little technicality. So, but they were still in the air. <laughs> they were in the air. They were air combatants. They were in the air. So I'd like to take a couple minutes and uh, talk to you all about the Rosie on the House website. It was built 25 years ago for the purpose of being available to all you homeowners to answer any question you might have about your Arizona home 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. We have consumer guides on that website that help you get educated before you shop for a new air conditioner, a new roof, a new painter, questions to ask these people. We also on that website have a complete referral list of certified contractors we've already vetted for you. You don't have to worry if you're going to be treated fair or if the work is going to be done right. They won't take advantage of you. That entire list can be found at rosieonthehouse.com, and that list continues to grow. It grows slower than a lot of you would like it to grow, but you need to understand we've got a couple hundred contractors on the waiting list that can't make it through the vetting process. We're not going to dilute our standards to become the biggest referral network because we're determined to stay the best. One, One note is if you are in question, if someone is a member, the online referral network is the place to look. Because there are people who will end up getting removed occasionally. And so if you are in question, I had somebody who found an old calendar recently, and she said, Jennifer, I'm just calling because I want to make sure, or a handbook, sorry, uh, one of our Rosie in the House handbooks uh, has that list in the back, and she had an old one, so she knew to call. So always you can call us at this number all week long, or you can look on the website. And see, that's why we put the homeowner handbook and calendar form so that people would throw them away so that we could have an updated referral network every single year. ahead of me. You know, we were talking dirty little trade we secrets one away. <laughs> with uh, the guys from Same Day Service. And one of the dirty little secrets in the industry is a lot of the smaller Rosie on the House partners that end up becoming successful and growing have actually in the last five years sold to much larger companies. God bless them. It's the American success story. They do well. And then their company's taken over by a corporate giant who could care less about you, the customer. So we've actually had to kick several companies off the Roselle Nice list. We're not afraid to do that, and we don't hesitate to do it. At the point, they graduate up to a size they don't care about you, the Arizona homeowner anymore, they're off the list. So for the most current list, get to the website, roselnehouse.com, or request the 2024 uh, handbook calendar that will be coming off the press here in about the next two weeks. I'd like to take a couple minutes to just welcome some of the new people who have been good enough to make it through the referral network. We've been trying to find a realtor for years that would stand up to our standards. And we were just tickled to death when we found Vicki Gorman from Realty Executive servicing the greater Phoenix metro area. Vicki's been a huge asset to the Rosie on the House team. If you're shopping real estate, you'd be nuts to start anyplace else than call Vicki. Especially appreciate Debbie Atkinson with Atkinson Insurance. Regal Bath and Kitchens, a remodeler out on the east side of the valley. Yeah. Uh, and when you say east, man, it's Falcon Field East. Yeah, they're, they're out there. They are. They are. We we were getting more and more calls from Santan Valley, Queen Creek, Florence, uh, all those areas. We didn't have anybody to help. 
And they do do a lot of work in Gilbert, Chandler, Mesa, Tempe, Phoenix. But they also will serve that Far East Valley. So Jim and the gang at Regal Bath and Kitchen has been a great addition. And Gold Gold Canyon. And Gold Canyon. Uh, You know, that's always, and we've talked about this a few times recently, as housing grows and expands to new areas and new developments come up, the people that build the home are not the same people that service the home in the contracting world. So... But by the time there's a need for a service contractor, you know, a new home, you shouldn't need somebody for a couple of years to That's fix right. anything. So by the time there's enough demand to bring people out there, right. you know, there's always a lag. You're exactly right. That's, that Far East Valley is in that lag right now. I'd like to welcome Aqua Therapy Tubs that do walk-in tubs, full-service bathroom remodeler. When installing his tubs, he can make the whole bathroom accessible i'd like to welcome same day garage service which has joined us recently was actually in studio for the nine o'clock hour but i especially want to welcome our newest member called response crew they are a handyman service for both phoenix and tucson and i can't tell you the hundreds of phone calls we get from pima county for people wanting to get work done we could never find anyone they could hold up our standards. They even do veil. We are just tickled to death to welcome response crew handyman services for Tucson, Pima County, Rio Verde, Oro Valley, Vail, Maricopa, and the Phoenix greater metro area. Response crew. The growing team of vetted certified partners at Rosie on the House. Only available one place, Rosie on the House.com.